three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Four Takes of Fuel, guys. Um, we have an awesome interview coming from Carson Holman. Um, we talk about his racing career, a uh, few things that we think to change the direction of karting that would help it, and we dive into NASCAR, so let's get it. just want to say we had a uh, little technical difficulty during said interview so the quality of the audio might change the second half of the, the yeah. interview might might yeah. sound a little bit different here yeah basically when we switch over to nascar yeah so we get through his whole karting deal and we're swapping over to go to the nascar section that we want to talk about with him and zoom took a shit and zoom literally shit on us yeah but so. uh yeah so i got two weeks left of school here boys yeah Hell yeah, bro. So. Ever? Uh, no. I think uh, future plans might involve going to grad school. Oh, like immediately? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. Yeah. Further down the line. Okay. Um, I'm talking about like no, get your degree. Yes. After get my, weeks. Yeah, no. So. Um, further down the line, I'm possibly looking at going to grad school for aerodynamics. Oh. So. Okay. Um, engineering design with a focus in aerodynamics. Working that wind tunnel. So yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Got some resumes in some shops. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, don't want to don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah, we don't want to jinx that. No, just saying. We got it's it's yeah. it's looking good. So, yep. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but we'll definitely be in Lafayette for your wedding. Yeah, sure. We'll be. Which but. is soon. Hey, Fuel. Colton, Colton's Hi. wrapping up his stuff to get ready for the archery season next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Slinging some arrows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had to refletch them all today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had some uh, sponsor changes, so trying Peace different out strings fuel. out, and they don't agree with this current setup, so. But hey. that's, that's archery, though. That's Spon- not racing. Sponsors are sponsors, baby. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yep. But I think the winter interview went well. Mm. Wow, I think the interview went really well, guys. Yeah, yeah. I think y'all like it. Yeah, it, it, it'll be a good start for what's to come too. Yeah, it's it's broad. It's uh, we go from go karting. We talk about NASCAR. He had some friends in NASCAR. We talk a little bit about that. Um, and it, I just, I'm I'm excited for it. So, yeah, yeah it was good. Uh, good little test for us, you know. Like, he was a perfect first guest. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He Super chill. He was really. He worked really well with us and. I mean, we probably had what thirty minutes of technical difficulties mm-hmm. before we just said, "Let's just do it like this." Yeah. Oh yeah. So and the dude, the dude's an, an hour later there than us. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Oof. Yeah. So oh, we're, it's. I mean, we're recording super late right now. It's nine o'clock for us, and we just finished up about ten minutes ago, and, and it was closing in on ten o'clock for him. And we, oof. but he stayed in with us, and we're really excited to get this episode out to you guys, and we really think we all enjoy it. Yep. So. Um, without further ado, guys, um, Carson Holman here on the Forte Control Podcast. Yes, sir. What's up, bro? 
Yo. You can hear us good? Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Damn, y'all got the setup. Yeah, we got a little, yeah, we put it all together really quick, but it's all around the budget right now. All right, so you can hear all of us, right? Everybody? Yeah. Cool. Yes. Got it? You guys ready? Yeah. Cool. All right, Carson. Y'all went down to Capital City last weekend. I saw y'all uh, had a, some good runs in the champ car. How'd that go? Yeah, that was uh that was pretty good. Led some laps. Um really felt like I had the one race in control and then I took the lead, led a few laps and a yellow flag come out. So I kind of bunched everybody back up. And then with the with the draft, you really can't get away uh too much. So that just it just didn't work out. We had we had a really good run. So um all across the board, honestly, Shay won a few of his classes. Like I said, I led laps, just fell a little short with a third and a fifth there and then my flat car wasn't too good, honestly. We kind of struggled with that all day, but that was my first trip there. So I wasn't uh, too disappointed leading some laps and having a shot to win is always good. Yeah, it, it, I saw they it, on race monitor went red for a second. Y'all had a bad wreck or something? Uh, Yeah, honestly, the uh, all the starts to the races there were kind of chaos and people end up in tires and – uh, it was just kind of madness, but honestly, kind of all the racing has turned into madness. It seems like the past year or two, honestly, a lot of respect is gone and, uh, just a lot of, a lot more crashing than we used to do. Honestly, it yeah. seems to be everywhere. Yeah. Cause I, I remember back in the day, like the East coast stuff, it was pretty much green to checkered almost yeah. every, I mean, you would have your cautions here and there, but yeah, I remember junior classes when I was on, you know, when I, when we went over there. Um, junior classes. I mean, yeah, we even maybe had one or two cautions. I mean, now it's you can yeah, barely that, get that's two saying a lot like for a junior class, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it took forever for y'all to get the starts back together because on race monitor, I'd be like sitting for like three, four minutes, and I'm like, damn, this race needs to go green, and it was taking forever. Yeah, it was it was chaos for sure, and and one of the champ races I rolled by and someone's nose was stuck off in someone else's like inside the left roll bar like i don't even know how that managed <laughs> i think that was the time you were talking about because that they they pulled us red and we we actually stopped a lot of the other times we just rode around under caution for laps and laps and laps but that they actually stopped us there and uh checked that guy out but he ended up he ended up being all right but yeah the Starts of that place were crazy. I mean, it's it's a good track, but like I said, just kind of the etiquette's gone out the gone out the window, and everybody's everybody just wants to win, and it's so hard to win. And you know how it is. I mean, we see in all forms of motorsports nowadays, everybody's so aggressive on every single, especially the starts, because that's that's really where you have to where you have to get it. Yeah, you think it's having to do with like first place getting all the money, and they're not really paying back that far. You know, is it? And and a lot more people are trying to do this for a living, and and just. You know, if you don't win, I mean, you have to win to keep paying for the stuff. I mean, that's how they make their money most of the time. But I just feel like it's it's win or nothing for some of these people. I mean, back in the day, it was like, okay, you come on with a second place, win a, a second place. And even when Chance was at the uh, Pro Kart Tour in Gulfport, I mean, he came on with like twenty five hundred dollars. That was Unilly. Yeah. Oh, Unilly. Yeah. And he was paying a lot of money though. Yeah, but I feel like it's just like it's win or nothing, and it's not like it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I I feel like that definitely has a lot to do with it. Um, I wish I knew the exact purse this weekend, but 
it's where we're going at uh hopefully going there's a big chance of rain but at the rumble um first place is like ten thousand, and then the drop off is just really bad i mean i think it's like a eight thousand dollar drop off i want to say it's two two grand or three thousand for second and a ten thousand you know so I, yeah I, I think that has a lot to do with it is you have to win to pay your bills and like you said they don't pay back as as good as they used to and and I think that that kind of falls on both sides of that spectrum, the promoters and the racers, because um, we almost expect a lot of money now because we've got so accustomed to it. Yeah. Um, at the same time, the promoters are greedy because they don't they get all this parking money and people to sponsor classes and stuff. And then, like you said, they don't there's no pay base, basically went winner take all. So, yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it, but. I, I really, I really just think it's honestly a lot of people not working, like having to fix the stuff they crash, like, or not really caring or not, there's no black flags. Like you don't ever see anything happen or anybody, you know, get physical with somebody if they keep doing something to them. It's just, people just think you can run all over each other. Yeah. Mm. I, uh, even, even over here, back at home, I mean, it's like that. I mean, we'll raise three hundred bucks, and and somebody will just dump you for no reason. It, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. we we, I mean, back home, I mean, we'll pay we'll pay decently out. We usually put it to the pot, and it's not to the winner. But I mean, still, uh, it's it's insane. I, I don't get it. But um, but yeah, I saw the rumble has a lot of chance for rain. Uh, they said they're gonna race Saturday and Sunday if possible. Yeah, that's what they that's what they're saying. Um. If Friday gets rained out, they'll push it to Saturday, Sunday. But I don't know. I've checked a few other apps, and none of them really look very promising, honestly. Just honestly, everywhere on the East Coast um, really doesn't look too good because there's a few other tracks. Um, even Carnesville, Georgia, um, Thanksgiving, under they just canceled their race. Today. They canceled today. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of still v- very skeptical about it. I don't, I don't know. I hate to get drugged there and, you know, sit there in the, in the rain all weekend, we could have done something else or be sitting at the house, you know, spending time with family. So, yeah. so do y'all um, have a backup plan for another race or is, is it just kind of on your radar or is it kind of just rumble or nothing? Yeah, it, honestly, we, I really wish we, I could say that Batesville was on the radar, but, um, I think with not having parking because we didn't renew the parking and then um, just being behind on tires, you know, not having stuff prepped for indoor racing versus, you know, outdoor. So I think that's kind of um, kind of sealed that that fate right there, honestly. So, yeah, it's basically rumble or nothing. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, however, whichever way you want to spin it. Um, but either way, I. I'm uh, I'm ready for whatever whatever the weather brings, and I mean we've been racing, we race every weekend, so um, I won't. You know, I'm not I'm not up in arms about not going to baseball. I wish we were, but I completely understand. You know, Matt doesn't he don't have time to get tires ready for. He's got six, five, five different drivers, and we all run a bunch of different classes. So I, you know, I I kind of understand that. Yeah, that's a lot of tires. Yeah, but um. Let's uh let's go back to the beginning real quick. 
give us a give us a backstory on how you got into this whole crazy mess of racing. Uh, yeah. So, really, just back in the day, um, my dad had a shop. He sold like just parts. He he was a big drag racer. He sold parts and stuff and rented U-Hauls. And we had a golf cart that he you know took to the drag races or dirt track races, whatever. And I rode the golf cart around the shop like crazy. And I was like five years old, four years old, something like that. So he, he said uh, that uh, he <laughs> I was going to get hurt. So we had to find something else to do. And uh, we looked into quarter midgets, but there there weren't many around around our house. Um, there were some up in Huntsville, but that that's a good ways from down, down to Florida where I was from. So we found a local go-kart track that was out in Baker, Florida. And we went and checked that out. And then probably our second weekend there, um, we ended up buying a go-kart um actually from wesley leblanc is who we got it from his dad because wesley was still a kid this was what chassis was it honestly man i don't even remember it was i will say it was pretty ancient for its time (laughs) pretty for its time so uh yeah we got 2004 2005 yeah this was this was this would have been oh four i believe the the later part of oh four yeah because um yeah it would have been the later part of 04 so then then we kind of got that thing and ran around like for like a year kind of just learning you know because my dad was a racer but he didn't know anything about really go-kart racing he was a drag racer and he he had a little uh they called a vintage car uh, that he ran at the dirt track but he had someone drive it and that guy worked on it and all that stuff so he didn't he didn't know too much about dirt racing so we kind of played with that that old cart for like a year or two and then Finally got some good stuff, got some prowlers and uh, just ran local at Pensacola and uh, Foley for probably five or six years, honestly, um, before we ever started, you know, kind of getting halfway decent where we felt like we knew what we were doing, you know. And so we started, you know, running the the Mississippi State Series, heck, with most with three of y'all. I yeah. Yeah. back in the day um i think we met at cajun indoor yeah oh yeah. i got his story about cajun indoor we'll get to that in a minute but yeah <laughs> yeah so just just running kind of ventured out of the state series in 2011 you know 2012 stuff like that trying to expand but I, I really just ran those those two local tracks all my life um started out in the junior sportsman champ and run that for a while and i ran the flat car and the champ for a for a good bit and then finally ended up just started running flat car all the time but uh yeah run this run the state series for a while and then uh you know that's when we started venturing out here and then you know how all this come about yeah you got hooked up with troy bailey for a little bit huh yeah that was uh yeah that was a that was once i was already out here i'd been out here for like a year i think and i'd actually um i had the weekend off I had the weekend off and I think like one of my buddies was racing. I think like Ethan Edwards was racing at Boonville and I was like going to help him. And I posted a Facebook status, like anybody need a driver, like just kind of joking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Troy seen it and, uh, messaged me. Cause he had, um, I'm sure y'all remember Jody Pierce. Oh yeah. He had, he had Jody Pierce, um, driving this stuff a little bit. Um, 
you know, cause Jody, you know, retired probably like 2012. So this was 16. So Jody was like driving this stuff, but Jody had a kid, has a uh, daughter, I believe. And she had something come up so he couldn't drive it. Um, so it was last like Friday and Troy needed a driver. So, uh, we hooked up there and I was like, well, heck yeah, I'll drive. I kind of was joking, but like, heck yeah. Like, and I, I kind of knew it was a pretty decent ride too, honestly. Yeah, they're always fast. Yeah. So I knew it was a decent ride. And then we just ran that one weekend together and then we run, we run pretty decent, honestly. And then I cleaned up a lot of races. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jody kind of, um, I think he actually had a dirt car. I think he, had a dirt car at the time or something. And I think Jody was just like, like, if y'all want to do that deal, y'all can, you know, do it. No hard feelings. And Jody would always, uh, he never come to the track when I raced with Troy, but Jody always, um, would text Troy, like Jody really smart with setups, like front end geometry and all that stuff, especially he knew that go-kart really well. Um, so he, he helped out that deal. And then, yeah, me and Troy run probably a year or two of, well, I don't even remember if it wasn't Mississippi State series. Hoosier series it, the, the Hoosier series, yeah. yeah, the Hoosier series or whatever uh, Laura had. And then, you know, just run like King of Kings and some of them races. Yeah. So I do have a question, man. What, where did the hot sauce come from? And what was in the, your hot sauce little prep you had back in the day? So, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a good question. I wasn't prepared for that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think where who created the name because I hate to not credit somebody and credit somebody who, but I really think I really think it was my buddy Lake Brooks who come up with the hot sauce name when I was kind of because I I kind of took over I shouldn't say took over but I kind of wanted to start learning about tires when I was yeah. you know y'all's age how how all y'all were. You yeah. know, you want to learn about tires when you were young. So I just became a mad chemist. Um, <laughs> started mixing everything. Started mixing everything. And I, I found what I what I really liked in the hot sauce. And it was um, BTGP, the track tag BTGP Red. Mm-hmm. And um, was the, it was another track tag product. I hope Randy Ransom don't hear this. I'm going to have a uh, lawsuit come my mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I think like the track tech grape or something like, or maybe SST five or it was like a purple one. I think there's like two or three purples. It was one of the purple ones. Um, and that was for like the yellow Vegas, you know, at the, the awesome racetracks we used to race on. Oh, that you needed punching yeah. 20. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, honestly, that stuff was really good, but honestly, I had a ton of different concoctions, but that, that was the, that was the main one. That's the one I always think back on like the hot sauce. Oh, like yeah, that's, yeah. Sauce. <laughs> when you hear Carson Holman, you think of Car. Well, at least I do. Carson Holman, hot, hot sauce. sauce. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, so the Cajun indoors uh story I was talking about was, it was I think the like second or third last time it was going to be there, and you were running junior three, and you that was when you had I think it was like a white nose and blue sides, or like red nose and blue sides, or something like that, and. uh and we're getting ready. We're going to practice, and we're, I'm running junior three, and Carson's running junior three too. And and I didn't know Carson was going to run junior three, and he's sitting with his helmet off, he's smoking a cigarette and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm like, Dad, I think he's in the wrong class. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we go to qualify, and he's qualifying. I guess he's not in the wrong class. And we go to race, and he's racing too. And I'm like, all right, I, because I mean, 
I was I was just a little innocent kid. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, Dad, he's he's my age, smoking a cigarette. What's going on? Super <laughs> <laughs> funny. But yeah, I was, I did, I'll never forget that. Yeah, that those were. Uh, I don't know if I should say fun times, but yeah, I did. I I am proud to say I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I am proud. I am proud to say that though. Um, I know that. Congratulations. Say that. It's funny you say that because I honestly I don't even remember that. But I'm honestly I 100 percent believe it, dude. Is it a cigarette? <laughs> yeah. 100%, yeah. <laughs> so I got to get back on track here. Um, what was the transition like from leaving? home and going to the east coast to start racing and you know that's where you're at now yeah so that was um that was pretty cool so like when shay started winning all those races like the twenty thousand and fifty thousand, um like whatever 20 11 and 12 i think 13 too um i just uh started messaging him like a fan basically like kind of and then i ended up buying a charger so then i could have something more in common to to talk to him about because chargers were just dominating at that point yeah he really really put those on the map around that time yeah yeah he that for sure so just kind of started bsing about the charger and then um started running his prep and everything and then we started wanting to travel more um, which we weren't ready. We didn't have a clue really compared to what all these people out here knew. So we just started traveling and he was trying to help us. And, um, you know, we, we struggled for the most part. Um, but we, we kept, we kept coming and then just kept, kept coming out here, kept coming out here. And then eventually he was like, you know, it, it just kind of grew to the point. He was like, man, like we could, we could like do something like, we could turn this into something like you could ride like something for me. Like I could do the tires, you know, um, something of that nature. You know, if, if you're going to be traveling out here every single weekend, um, you know, we might as well put something together. So we kind of just grew that. And then I got a go-kart and he did the tires uh, every weekend. So I kind of started learning everything, you know, with him in the shop, helping out and stuff. And then, for about a year, I traveled back and forth from here, from here to Florida, um, like every weekend. And then some weeks I'd stay here like half the week or a few extra days or come back early, whatever it might be. Um, and then it just got to be where it was like, all right, like if we're going to do this, like I got to move out there. So um, that was when I was 18. I ended up getting an apartment and moving out here and just – going racing with him full time so that that was that was definitely um very eye-opening leaving home at you know so young but I was kind of like used to it you know traveling out here every weekend basically you know and uh once I started racing with him and he kept the go-kart and everything my dad quit traveling with me every weekend because he didn't need to you know supervise me or whatever you want to call it or take care of the go-karts and all that stuff and mm-hmm. so uh you know, I was kind of used to being alone and, you know, heck, I slept, you know, slept on a few buddies' couches. Like, during that time when we'd be out here, I'd stay with Shay for one week, and the next week I'd be staying with Colin and all that stuff. So, that was cool. And then uh, just really turned it into to what we have today. Um, just We just raced for four years together, um, four or five. Then he started riding for Matt, and uh, 
so then me and my girlfriend Morgan went out racing on our own for a year and then um he got back teamed up back with Charger because that we had we had been on Millenniums and Phantoms during all that period mm-hmm. then 2019 he ended up getting back on Charger and uh quit riding for Matt so then we went back racing together yeah and then then Matt ended up flipping a charger and all that. And so now everybody's on chargers now. And really, yeah. there's no one really riding the 811 right now, huh? Yeah. So, so we did that. So we went, we went back racing together for t- like two years. And then, um, some stuff come up. And so we, we quit racing together again. Like I quit racing out of the same trailer again uh, about, a year ago and Shay went back to ride an 811. Um, yeah, probably about a year ago, he went back to ride an 811. Um, so we still all ride charger, you know, all that's still good. So all that's good on the charger. And it was just some, just some other stuff that wasn't working out. Like, you know, in the, in the dealers, so much that goes on with all this. And, uh, so he started riding 811 again. We're all still on charger and all that. And, uh, his cousin who used to race uh, NASCAR trucks actually was getting back into it. He's got a little boy who races and he runs super heavy and he was getting back into it and he got Matt, he got uh, hired Matt to do his tires. So it just worked out pretty good that he kind of took me like under his wing. And now I race with uh, his cousin Wendell and we all have Matt do the tires. So it's all, you know, there hasn't, there's been change for me, but there hasn't been because I'm like still with, you know, Matt doing the tires and everything. I just race out of a different trailer and a different shop, you know? Yeah. You'll come out the same compound pretty much. It's just. Yeah. 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 How's that been with Wendell, the transition? Honestly, it's been really good. Um, yeah. It's, it's been awesome. They, uh, Wendell, Wendell does everything top notch. He, uh, he's really organized. And I, it's kind of made me more organized because I used to not just not give a you know what just, yeah. I, just as long as the go kart and the tires were good you know and fast I didn't care about how you know what the parts box looked like or you know this and that so that, that's been kind of cool to be so organized over there and have you know which we had everything before but just it's just such a different uh, dimension because I feel like with his NASCAR background you know that those guys are so different and, you know, organized and stuff like that. So that's been cool to be over there with him, man. And, uh, man, with them, them providing go-karts and just taking care of me with the entry fees and just that without them, it wouldn't be possible, dude. I've been racing so much this year. We run any class I can sign up for. I'm signing up for as long as Matt says it's good. So that's been cool. Uh, it's been, it's been different, you know, I mean, me and Shay, are still really good friends. I mean, he's my boss. I work for him uh, making bodies every day. So you know, that's good. We're still on good terms, but it's definitely been different. Um, you know, he's got a kid that races. So, you know, kind of, you know, trying to help him and push him along is, is yeah. pretty cool too. Yeah. So you won a lot of big races and well, I mean, it, it's, a lot of big races. So, what to you? What what was the most meaningful? Like, what what meant the most? And you know, it may not have been the biggest to you, or what what meant the most? Yeah, um, I appreciate that. I 
I feel like you may seem like I've won more races than I have. I feel like I, uh, I've won a lot of stuff, man, but I feel like I'm so, I feel like, uh, like Denny Hamlin or something. I ain't got that like, <laughs> championship, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not like fulfilled, you know? Uh, but no, you're, you're right. Um, there's been a lot, um, the most, you know, the, the Maxis nationals were obviously, honestly, the coolest, uh, the coolest ones for me. Cause I remember back in the day going there and running B mains and stuff, you know, back when I was on my own stuff, uh, you know, 2012 or whatever. So that, that was really cool. Those, but the most meaningful, honestly, would be the nationals, uh, this past year, uh, just for a simple fact that I had my mom and my dad were both there, uh, there all weekend at the races and to have, so to have both them there was, was definitely, was definitely really special because they don't, they don't get to come to many races anymore, you know, being there in Florida and stuff like that. So yeah, that, that was definitely very special. So Carson, um, I guess we can, you know, I know you want to get into talking some NASCAR with us and everything. Um, probably one of my last questions is what direction do you think karting needs to go in to keep this sport alive? I mean, you've seen it. I mean, everybody's seen it. Karting in the South, um, you know, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida is dying. You know, East Coast isn't what it used to be. Um, I mean, what, what, you know, you're on the East Coast. What do you think needs to be done? to keep this sport alive for the junior divisions. Yeah. Cause the junior division is pretty, pretty much dead yeah. around here, man. It's not many of them. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of that way out here, dude, honestly, with, um, with Wendell's little kid, like running the red plate class, even at like, we run like the biggest races you can dude. There's like five, like, unless it's like the Maxis nationals or, or Daytona or the big O, yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, those, those are like three, you know, big races a year, but if it ain't like those three races, there's like three to six kids in red plate. Like there's like barely any, you know what I'm saying? I did watch the big O this year and those red plates were literally like hauling the mail, trying to get it past each other. It was crazy. But obviously, like you said, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's one of the crown jewels. So obviously everyone's going to come out and race it. Yeah. yeah. So the junior classes have just been struggling for years. And I really, I really think at least out here, I'm not sure about, I don't, you know, think this pertains to down there, but I think why the junior classes are struggling out here is because nowadays, I shouldn't say everybody, because there's a few parents who do the tires who are very good. You know what I'm saying? There's a few in the junior classes, but nine out of 10 kids, have a ride where they either show up and drive somebody's stuff like for a big team or, you know, they bring their own stuff and that person does their tires or they have help from somebody. So like your local person can't go to the races and compete with that every single weekend with somebody having a, you know, there's like, I'd say probably 10, you know, 10 big teams out there and all of them have a fleet of junior drivers and it's hard for your local average Saturday night racer to want to come to the races and try to compete with that because you can't. So why would you keep coming and spending your money where you're just going to keep getting discouraged and all that? So I kind of think that's why we struggle out here is because there's just it. The kids are so good because they're on such good rides. You're not going to 
you're not going to bring a local crowd to the the big events because they don't feel like they have a shot. Um, but as far as down y'all's way, I really, I, I would say that I think, I just think carting, carting as a whole down there does, doesn't have like an ambassador or I shouldn't say an ambassador, but like a leader, you know, like kind of a promoter who, you know, like has the reins and, you know, promotes everything, you know, cause I feel like, I feel like half the time when I would see stuff about, um, I forget what track it is. One of them tracks in Mississippi, but it would be just like local people posting like about it. Like I never would see like, you know, promotion or stuff like that. And, I, and honestly, I think the kids, go, I think the kids go way too fast. I think that's another thing. Them kids are going way too fast. So you get someone who's beginning out there and you put that kid out there and they don't, you know, haven't been riding a go-kart around the yard, or, you know, at Frankie's fun park. They're going way too fast, dude. Way too fast. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. And like another thing around in Louisiana, we, we don't really have any tracks that are worth a damn. You know, we got yeah. Mojave that's recently come on and then yeah. Acadiana just yeah, closed. Shut down. Which Mojave's been trying to do a pretty good job at trying to get more kids in with like that spec electric class. To get us not a full-on cart, but the, the soapbox or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's not ideal, but do you think a more of a spec tire deal or a treaded tire instead of having to have all the preps would help the youth, the younger classes, juniors, or spec gear or spec gear? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that would help with the local racing a hundred percent. I th- I think that would help. I think it would be more so um, – I think as much as I hate them, I think a lot of them junior kids like at local tracks should run, which they might down your way, but out here they all run clones. But I think like a lot of the junior kids should run Predators with like a spec tire rule, you know, whatever brand, you know, that track supported by and have that brand and maybe do something where you, you have to impound them or something, but – Something just because it, it's such a tire war nowadays, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the, that's the biggest thing. I mean, if you're not paying for the knowledge, or you don't have the knowledge, you're yeah. going to be a field filler, a field filler. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. But, People feel like to have a chance, man. And when you feel like you don't have a chance, you're not going to you're not going to go. And I feel like that's why the, the counts are low for kids all across the board, because at the big shows, they don't have the people the money to pay the tire men or you know it's not available because there's only so many you know out there um and then at the local shows like y'all say um even at local shows you still have to know tires and for someone who's just getting into racing they go there they're in left field and then the kids are going so fast if the kids have never drove a go-kart before they're probably going to be all over the place and they don't know really what they're doing with tires or setup i mean it's just it's a bad recipe. So yeah, I think like the spec tire deal. I think I think that's really uh, that's really a good idea, kind of for the for the local shows. Now, with things they've tried to do here recently, you know, buying the tires at the track. Now you can still take them. You can still roll them. You know, you can roll them for four hours. You cut them. You prep them, and they're ready to go. But do you think that helps any? You know, someone not having thirty sets of tires that they can run. You know, they're scanned. You got to only have two sets, and you got to make them last. Yes, but no, because I feel like just I say just like like 
almost almost like with the next gen car, the cream's still gonna rise to the top. I feel like, um, but it it definitely it definitely levels the playing field. Um, but I I still I just don't I don't I'm not behind that getting the tire deal at the track, dude. And I, here's my reason is because you have to so they want you to to get the tires at the track that day you're racing. So you have to get up super early to get in line to get your tires. And I'm not complaining. I got to wake up at 6 a.m. But you got to get up early to get your tires. Then you have to make the mad dash back to the trailer. You got to mount them. You got to cut them. You got to sand them. You got to inside roll them, whatever you want to do. And then nine times out of 10, you need to take those same tires. You need to practice them. So if you, if you don't have like all your ducks in a row, like all your go-karts ready and scaled out and all that stuff, like, there's no and even if you do like there's there's not a lot of time to to work with in the morning you know when you have to get your tires at the track i think the best thing to do is do like you kind of said the scan rule uh the barcode deal i think you should check in like two sets bring two three sets from home or two sets per class check two sets of class you can run either set um i really like that i think it was a Mid-Atlantic series that introduced that out here in like 2017 or 18, maybe, where they scanned tires. Uh, you brought like three sets from home and chose whatever classes you wanted to run them. I really like that. Um, but I, I don't – like I said, the cream rises to the top. And it, like you kind of said earlier, if you don't have the knowledge or the, the, the backing, it's still – because if, you if you're a kid – most of these local parents don't have tire cutters. So they go to a race like we you gotta cut the tires. So they're already out in left field. They don't have a tire cutter. You know, they gotta go find somebody to cut their tires. I've cut probably probably if we've had 10 races where we got tires at the track, probably three or four of them I've cut tires for people I know just because they don't have a tire cutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's so, that, that secret variable in there, I feel like. Like even though you're not able to prep all week and have a, a bunch of sets to rotate through, I mean, you're still allowing for, like you said, you're allowing room for the human rights to the top. Yeah, the knowledge yeah. still comes out. Yeah, so. Yeah, because you have to have all the equipment to work on them. I mean, there there's some places where you can get away with, like, just putting, prepping them and throwing them on the roller. You don't have to sand them. You don't have to cut them. You know totally. what I'm saying? Yeah, but most places aren't like that, and especially if you have a, a kid, you know, any junior class or super heavy, you, you need to cut them or at least sand them, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that um, that kind of – I feel like that kind of hurts um, the locals as far – I shouldn't say the locals, but, you know, the, the smaller people who don't have all the tire cutters and, you know, this and that. Um, but I definitely think that is the way to go. I really think it should get to that. I just don't like – the getting the tires at the track like if you could get them the day before or something like the friday come in on friday night you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's different like because yeah. then you actually have a little like but i'm telling you man you scramble and when you like matt <clears throat> matt had one he had like 14 sets of tires at the maxis nationals to mount up and do <laughs> like how do you? How does one even fat like even know where to start and like keep track of all that stuff? You know, so you know if you know if you're a big tire man, have a bunch of teams. I mean, it's almost too much work. You know, like you have to have somebody to help you. So that that's why I just I'm kind of against the 
you know, getting them at the track. But I, I do like the scanning deal, and I think if we get them the night before, I think that'd be ideal. Honestly, I really think that'd be ideal. Yeah, and and you just gotta think it, it takes up so much more room in the trailer. I mean, I mean, with Matt, I mean, you're bringing you know big old. Wow, hold on, let me catch myself. Yeah, I have a six roller, and he's probably bringing two or three of them, you know, and a tire cutter, and it's just a bunch of stuff, you know, extra stuff you don't have to usually bring to a racetrack. And it's a lot more, like you said, it's a lot more work that you're not trying to focus on, but you're having to do. So I, I definitely see that. But I, I, yeah. I do think the scanning would help a lot. Yeah. So you said you had some buddies out in the NASCAR series. Um, I know you have a buddy, is it Brandon? That runs uh, the Xfinity series? Josh. Josh, yeah, Josh Williams, yeah. So what's that like, having a buddy that races in NASCAR? Uh, yeah, that's actually pretty cool, man. Um, I just started following him on Twitter one day. I seen a tweet about him. He was like working on the shock or something on one of his cars. I seen a tweet. <clears throat> one of like the reporters that I follow posted or something, something like that. I followed him and, uh, I don't know. I think I like tweeted at him or something like tweeted at one of his tweets was cause he has like ARCA cars and all type of stuff. I said something, he followed me. And then, heck, I don't even remember where it went from there, but we just kind of grew the friendship from there. And, uh, heck, I've been to a few races with him, uh, you know, talk to him, you know, every few months on the phone, see what see what everybody's doing, just check in with him, let him know my results. I like I like to keep him up to date with how I'm doing. Uh, and I like I like talking to him about uh, all the inside scoop because he, he likes to uh, keep me informed about everything happening before, you know, hits the press. Yeah. That garage talk uh, gets a little faster than what the news gets out on. Yeah, absolutely. So now that that's pretty cool, man. He's an old school racer. He works. He uh he has a shop himself. So he works on Bandoleros, Legend cars, um, Arca cars as well, uh, modified. So he's he's an old school racer. You know, does everything um, himself. Whenever he can go, his the affinity team he races for. Uh, is out of Florida. He drove for BJ McLeod for like half the year, but that that deal didn't go like he wanted. I heard, um, yeah. Wasn't there? Uh, wasn't there some things that kind of happened? Because then they, uh, then they get into each other. Was it Atlanta or something like that? Yeah. So I, it's funny you say that because I actually, I, I heard, um, I was listening to door bumper clear and they were on the what an idiot part and they were talking about BJ McLeod. And Josh Williams and I'm like, what the hell happened? Um, so I texted him and he just, yeah, they got they got into a little uh, a little uh, incident on the track after Josh had departed his team. It was kind of weird because like Josh ran the ran the Cup car for him and stuff this year also. So that I don't know if that was just you know, a racing incident, you know, and they moved past that. But yeah, that was. That was a funny deal being his old team owner. I, I was tech. I had to text him about that. I'm like, man, I heard something about you down door bumper clear. He's like, oh hell. I think it was coincidentally like the race after Josh left too. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like right. It was within a few weeks for sure. That's why I was I was wondering, but I think it was just a on track incident. I don't think it was really anything personal, honestly. Yeah. So, moving on to the next one. Thoughts on. Ty Gibbs, his driving style in Xfinity this year, and how it's going to transpire to Cup next year. Uh, yeah, um, 
I mean, all, the kid's good, obviously, right? I mean, come on, look at the results and the stuff, but look at the equipment he's driving also. Um, so, I don't, <clears throat> that's, a, that's a hard one to spin. Um, and his aggression, like, beginning of the year, or I would, I would say years ago, because I, I watched him in the Arcas, I'm sure as y'all did, you know, really aggressive, really aggressive. And then I feel like this year he was, like, good. Then he had a few bad moments. And then I'm like, okay, like I was like kind of convinced because Josh, Josh is a big advocate. Like he always, Josh knows I kind of didn't care, don't care for Ty. He's like, man, Ty's a real deal. I'm telling you, like he can drive, blah blah. And so I was like kind of convinced. And then that stuff with you know Brandon uh, Jones at Martinsville went down. I'm just like, man, I, I don't. He just this just doesn't uh, think about his actions. That the consequences that will come with them in my opinion but you have to be aggressive i mean don't get me wrong but there's uh times when to and when not to and i think that's uh that just comes with part of racing and learning and i i think the cup series is going to be tough for him, man i think that's going to be tough I, I think you see a lot of those people that go into the cup series struggle for a few years i mean look at cole custer he won that one race at what kentucky two years ago and he ain't really hit on much since i mean granted shr ain't really running too good but i think it's really tough so i'm interested to see how i think i mean i think he'll he'll do good obviously but i, th I don't think he'll uh light the world on fire out of the gate by any means you think uh you think he goes to do that to like a uh, ross chastain or you know uh Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick, you know, I think I think uh, they won't be as nice as just being upset on pit road, being disappointed on pit road, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think when you you're racing with those guys, I don't, I don't think he'll quite race those guys like he did. You know, kind of the people in the Xfinity, like Noah, um, Sam Mayer, how he raced. You know, Brandon, his teammate, that one. You know, at Martinsville. You know, I, I don't. I would hope at least you go in there. I mean, I would hope you would race those guys with more res re respect, you know. Right. And at least that's how I look at it. When I got out here, I felt like I had to race the guys I looked up to with respect, you know what I'm saying, being the new kid on the block, so to speak. Like, you got to have you got to have some respect. I mean, come on. And then at the same time, you have to – I mean, it's a, you have to be a team player, you know. You got to get your – you. Your teammate needed the win to get in the championship four, and you just straight up dumped him on the last lap. You know? yeah. That doesn't look like no – Denny Hamlin, all of them, they don't want to be your teammates seeing that, you know? It doesn't – it's not a good look at all, in my opinion. And I, I almost – oh, oh. I almost felt like uh, he, he did that kind of stuff because he knew how good he was and he knew how fast he was. And I feel like he almost – and this is – Probably, I, I can't talk for him, but almost like he kind of looked down at the people, knowing he was going to get a cup ride, kind of like he was able to do whatever he wanted because he was out of the series the next year, you know. Because for a long time, people knew. I mean, we kind of talked about it a lot all season that we didn't think Kyle was going to be back in the 18 when they couldn't get a deal done. And, and Ty, of course, probably knew for the longest time he was going to be in the cup car. So I feel like that had a little bit to do with it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think when you don't have to race the people uh, again, I mean, I kind of look at it, um, how everybody gets treated that runs the road course races that run like one-off deals, whether it be like um, Miguel Paluto in the 88 or like the Scott Heckert guy or um, 
just any of those road course guys that come in, man, usually they end up getting used up like a freaking ping pong ball because they know they're not going to have to deal with them anymore. And right. yeah, I think Ty did the same kind of the same deal. He knows he ain't got to deal with them next year. Yeah. I, yeah, I get it. And, you know, um, so I guess, you know, we can transition into spin it off of Gibbs. Yeah, spin it off of Gibbs and everything to next year. I mean, who are your favorites in Cup, Xfinity, and Truck? You know, Truck's a big toss-up because of the whole KVM situation. Xfinity's a big toss-up because they got four possible cars with no drivers in them at all. And Haley still doesn't have a ride. We don't know if she'll be in Cups or Xfinity. Or Trucks. She, no, Truck. I said Trucks. No, I thought you said Cups. No. Oh, my bad. Trucks or Xfinity. No, yeah, Trucks or Xfinity. So there's a – there's still shakeups, but there's still a lot of strong people that are coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think the truck favorite, I think, has to be Zane Smith. I mean, that this kind of obvious one, but um, I just don't know because you have Purdy and Jack Wood driving for KBM. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm no – I'm not a NASCAR driver or anything, but I don't feel like those two are – capable of going out there and running as good as you know john hunter and chandler smith did week in and week out as far as experience wise and talent wise and then that tricon garage deal that's going to be that's going to be really interesting too um with Corey heim and then the gray brothers and i i think out of those three i think taylor gray will do the best out of tricon garage i think uh but i think zane smith has to be the favorite for the uh for the trucks now like, taylor the younger one or the older one Taylor is the younger one. Yeah, he's so he's, he's, he's gonna he's miss the, the first three weeks, I think. Yeah. If I read correctly. Till they go to a short track. No, or a half mile. Well, he, he turns eighteen the Saturday, like the day of the race at Circuit of the Americas. Yes. Yeah. So anything yeah. before that, I don't think he can't race. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I just – I feel like performance-wise, I feel like he's done better than Tanner has. That's why. That's the only reason I really feel like he will yeah, uh, definitely. Ex- excel. Um, Xfinity, I really think – I think Cole Custer has oh, to yeah. be – has to be a, an odds-on favorite, honestly. I mean, obviously, um, Allgaier. I think Allgaier is going to have a good season. I think he's really determined. I mean, he's getting up there in age. I don't think he knows how much longer they're going to have that Brant deal together. I mean, I'm sure another few years, but he doesn't he's have win one. He's got to win one. Yeah, he's he's got to be. And um, like y'all said, I think what aren't like uh, – I think the only Gibbs car secured is what, the 18 with Sammy Smith, and they're still um, – Well, I don't even still... – did that come out publicly or no? I don't think so, but I just – I kind of – Assume? Kind of, yeah, I just kind of assume. I mean, that, that kid's got a ton of money behind him from what I, I'm hearing. Flying J? Yeah. Or um, Flying J or something like that. Flying J. Yeah, yeah, that TMC truck uh, truck service. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I think Parker Kligerman, that's going to be – he's going to be interesting to watch next year. I yeah, mean, I mean, the 48 had some good runs. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And then – Cup, I think, in my opinion, my I think Ross uh, would be my pick for a championship next year. I just think, but then I mean, I think Chase is hungry. Um, I mean, I, I think he's kind of bitter about how this year went, especially with the situation with Ross. 
And then how is Kyle Bush going to perform next year? And like, is he might he might even get a run to have a run for the championship? I mean, I more than likely I, you know, I don't I could see him making the round of eight, maybe not the round of four, but I don't know. I I really think uh, I really think Chastain, though, in my opinion, for Cup. Right, and I. I with Larson, uh, with his comments coming out of uh, Homestead, with him saying that he literally it was his fault and that you know he won the race. And <clears throat> if he'd have been in the final four, he talked about how he would. Uh, if he was in the final eight, he would have made it to the championship by winning Homestead. So I definitely think you know, kind of like he said, how Chase is hungry. I definitely think Kyle's hungry. He's definitely going to be trying to work on those mistakes. Now he did have an engine failure and stuff like that, but. You know, me being a big Kyle fan, I must say, you know, Larson's gonna <laughs> Larson's gonna try and come for it. But so, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned Kyle, uh Kyle Bush. Um you know, do we think do you think he uh he can f- find that that success he had a few years ago, like you know, t- from twenty fifteen to 2019 that he had at Gibbs, do you think he can find that spark again, whether it be, you know, this year, this coming year, or the, these next two years at RCR and, uh, you know, try and bring a championship to RCR for the first time since Dale Sr.? Yeah, um, I definitely think matching it, like, stats, stat-wise, I uh, – I think that'd be very hard to do. Do I think they can run well and perform very well? Yes. But matching the stats, I feel like he's put up over, you know, over that, that period of time would be really hard to do. And I, I feel like RCR is definitely on the up and up over how they've been. Um, But I don't think, I think it's, I think, like you said, I think within a few years, I think they will get close to it. And I'm honestly, I'm a really big Kyle Busch fan myself. Um, but I don't think he'll have the numbers. I think he'll win. I think he'll win a championship, and he's definitely going to win a ton of races. But as far as as many race wins and laps led, and you know, breaking it down like that, I don't, I don't think it'll be quite as good. But I think he was. I think he's definitely going to turn that organization. Um, I, I wouldn't say around, but yeah, he's definitely going to do the team a lot, a lot better, and. Uh, I think he's going to take a, a leadership role and take a lot of pride in it. Yeah, I think he won't – I don't think he'll be as dominant, like you said, st- statistically, simply because ever since they've stopped practice, you know, he's kind of leveled out with everybody else. Well, um, you know, that you know that, that plays a big role into everything simulation-based now, you know. Yeah. The cars are practically impounded. Yeah. When you get to the track, there's no practice, you know. Yeah. Hopefully next year they bring practice back and everything to where you still have your Friday practice. You have your Saturday morning practice. You have your either your Friday night or Saturday morning qualifying, you know. But I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think they need as much practice as they used to. No, I definitely don't think yeah. they need, like, the happy hour and yeah. everything. Well, happy hour went away a couple of years ago. Well, they reconfigured the whole practice though, so you never know what they might bring out. NASCAR yeah. brings shit out all the time. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I'll, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, I mean, not just in Cup, but I mean across all three series because you made a good point here with with Tricon. Um, you know, them going back to Toyota 
getting all the Toyota backing that KBM had, you know, Joe Gibbs, they, you know, they got four seats available. Um, who fills those, you know, we still don't know. Um, where does Haley Deegan end up? Um, you know, cause Ford's got all her backing for her. And, uh, you know, then the cup, you got Tyler in the 45, you got Kyle going to the eight and, you know, it's, it's rumored that this year's this coming year's Kevin Harvick's last year. So, you know, what, what stops this SHR pullout with that? Yeah, there's, it seems like every year, um, you feel like it can't get any crazier, but the next year, there's more shakeups, more teams being built and bought and, you know, change the manufacturers. And it's, uh, it's crazy. To, it's crazy to keep up with. Uh, yeah. I, I hope Kevin don't retire though. Um, yeah, I hear him. Martin obviously might, might pull the plug. Um, yeah. That's kind of sad to even think about those guys like getting out of it, man. It really yeah. is. They're, they're some of the last OGs, you know? Yeah. I mean, Kevin's the last, the OG, last OG. guy from, from 2000, you know, from the, the early 2000s era. Yeah. You know, yeah, you I have – Mark Truex was there, but he was in – Yeah, he was in yeah. – But Bender. straight out of cup. Yeah. 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 2001 was his debut. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Because, um, you know, then then here comes the question. Okay, so then in 2024, do, do SHR promote Custer back to cup and put him in the four car? When the the – you know, internet rumor has been that because Tony Stewart and Kevin Harvick have had such a um, huge role in Haley Deegan's development, the the internet rumor has been that Haley Deegan was going to go to the four and Harvick was keeping that ride for her. So, you know, do I think she goes to cup after one year in Xfinity? Hell no. Cause you know, she doesn't want to do the same path as, as Danica did. So, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think the best thing for her is to get in a um Xfinity car full time. I uh kind of shocked that they didn't announce that she would be like kind of a third car with Riley and Cole at the Stuart Haas deal. Yeah. We honestly and, thought she would be in the ninety eight. Yeah, we thought she was taking Riley's ride. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna need some money for that. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. But then again, you know, when Ford publicly comes out and says that they're backing yeah. daily. No, yeah. I mean, they're so they're backing. But no, I kind of figured it'd be a third car and at least part time. So I feel like what she did in that 07, which granted the 07 was a Stuart Haas prepared car. I mean, dude, she ran 13th in her debut at yeah, Vegas. I mean, outran Riley. You know, that's the yeah. Thing. Like, dude, she run really good. So I, I just, and I, 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 I don't know anybody who's, well, Wendell's ran trucks before. Um, and he, I just feel like those trucks are just so much different in drive than the actual either Xfinity cars and Cup cars. I just feel like you, you, you either need to, you got a truck career or you got to get gone from that. Cause I feel like yeah. the hat, everything is so much different. You just from hearing, you know, the drivers and everything you hear, I don't, I don't think there's anything good to take away from truck series. I mean, look at, look how she does. She runs around 15th to 20th in truck series and then she goes on Xfinity runs 13th in her debut. I mean, I, right. I think pretty impressive I, I think she has a talent yeah i think i think the xfinity cars suit her driving because trucks are more like aero dependent very downforce heavy you know and the xfinity cars you gotta wheel that thing you know 
coming from the the truck uh, the rally trucks and stuff i mean she's just used to we having to wheel it and yeah i I just like we we talked about it a lot on here how the 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 truck series does not fit her and she hasn't done terrible she hasn't done terrible but uh you know just going out and doing that debut p13 at one of the hardest tracks you know las vegas it's super hard uh for her to run that well it's uh it shows a lot yeah I, i think it does really show a lot about her and another thing is she has such a great marketing personality Oh yeah. Like yeah. besides her, besides her being a female, obviously, but like her, like her legitimately marketing personality, the way she is a person, she is like so bubbly and goofy and funny. Like, and then she you know, and, and her and Chase make them YouTube videos. They got good content. I know Morgan watched them sometimes, so I ended up <laughs> watching them, but I mean, they, they, she does a really good job and that that's what you have to have as a race car driver is you have to have good marketing ability and, you know, a good people person and that she is. And, that, and I think that's what it's going to take to, to be successful because you have to have funding. And I, you know, I think that's, that's part of it. And she has, a, she has a talent to go along with it. Um, but like you said, Alex, they don't need to rush her at all. I don't, I don't think there's any, any rush at all. Um, Cause I think if you get in the cup series too soon, you just, you're a shark out of, out of water. I think you need like, well, I mean, look three, at Harrison Burton this year. Yeah. Yeah. Poor kid struggled a lot. I mean, that's a Penske car, you know? Yeah. They say yeah. it's brothers, but I mean, everybody knows that, you know, it's coming that, out the Penske shop. I mean, that car is at the Penske shop. Yeah. It gets prepared by them and handed to them. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, look at that. They just won the championship. Yeah. That's what that saying. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, um, yeah, I think uh, I think 2023 will be interesting all the way around. How many yeah, I think, uh, you, you think, yeah, you think we have a bunch of winners next year or we tighten it up a little bit? Yeah, I think, honestly, I don't. I don't think quite as many, but I think it's still going to be a widespread. What do y'all think? I, I still think we can get probably anywhere between 13 and 14, given you got Toyota bringing their new front and rear bumper because they got the arrow time, and you got Ford bringing the new front end because of the new car. Um, I, I, I think it could be interesting, you know. And, and you know, I mean, you, you could – other than this year, you know, Ryan Blaney had multiple races he could have won, just bad luck. But you can count on all four Hendrick cars. Yeah. You got the worst luck. I, you know, I actually, I take that back. You know, you can count on all four Hendrick cars winning, but then you, like Chance just said, Martin Truex, he was in a Gibbs car, didn't win. You know, Ryan Blaney in a Penske car didn't win. You know, yeah. so I, I think they go to the drawing board. I think they draw it all up and. I think we see our regular winners come back. I definitely think we see that. Um, but I think there'll be one to two spots open that you don't have to have a win for this time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah, hundred percent. But I still think it. I still think it's going to be super, like like you said, super widespread. And uh, I don't know. It should be interesting, especially with them new doing that new rear clip. Uh, I I'm tired of seeing drivers getting hurt. Uh, definitely hate that. But I. I I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully, they make some changes in the off season. Because um, then we're gonna get the Daytona 500 is gonna look like that last Talladega race. If yeah, they don't figure that 
Yeah, no one's gonna want to pass. No one's because yeah. no one's gonna want to wreck. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I know they've been working on them. I actually have a buddy who works at Colleague um, in the Cup Department as a mechanic, and they've been working on fixing their cars on rear clips. Honestly, like kind of probably like before they even announced it. Honestly, he was like, uh, sent me a Snapchat one time. I'm like, man, what the heck is all that in part? He's like, oh, we gotta get, we gotta change this stuff, man. He, he really wouldn't tell me until it come out. He's like, yeah, we had to, we had to get all these cars changed, man. They got to do all these changes. So they're they're trying. Um, I know they did say they're gonna cover the cost. NASCAR is gonna cover the cost for all the teams to get the rear clip. So I I think that's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's they got the yeah, I think I think that's going to NASCAR step up and do something because it was not looking good for them, in my opinion. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they. I think they're uh, they're trying, um, but there's always room for improvement too. So. At least you, trying. Yeah, you think uh, you think that new deal is going to come through well for the teams? Um, the TV deal. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think it should go better than – I think – yeah, I think they should end up getting more money than they did last time. I'm hoping at least. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see because I, I feel like everybody wants more of the pie. I feel like team owners aren't happy enough. You think it was uh, right for the RTAs to co- the RTA to come out and go public? No. No. Should have kept it in-house? Yes. But that's just my – opinion you know everybody has their own I feel like they had to. yeah maybe that was a leverage budget you know yeah that, that'll that'll get nascar's attention you know you get the fans involved i mean that's their we're their money makers you know? yeah our opinion does sort of matter yeah it's an entertainment industry yeah you know? yeah without without a doubt without a doubt but man we uh we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it's and, been awesome. Uh, hey, you're our first guest. Yeah, we had an, we had a really good time. We had some troubles. <laughs> We're really sorry thanks, about that. Thanks for riding out our first time interview. Yeah, bugs. <laughs> no, dude, yeah. uh, I had a blast. Anytime we can do this again, man, let me know. I'd love yeah, we def- we'll, we'll nice. definitely have you back oh. on. We might do a uh, we might do a, a Christmas. Uh, I think we're. Uh, I'm gonna pitch that idea to the guys, but if we do like a Christmas episode. Um, we might be able to get like multiple guys on here at the same time. Yeah, and yeah, something like that. So, what do you so do, man? You go, though, who you, you got? Some people you want to thank? Shout out anybody like that? Uh, yeah, man. Just uh, my mom, dad, my grandma. Uh, first off, my girlfriend. She does a lot for me. She, she's my crew chief. Um, she is a workhorse at the track, is what I hear. Yeah, no, she is, man. She really does a lot. Um. Wendell and his wife for all they uh, provide for me in my racing nowadays. Uh, Shay and his family, they still do a lot for me. Uh, his mom and dad. Um, Charger Racing Chassis, uh, Todd Miller Racing Engines, MC Motorsports, uh, Corrupt Clutches. There's a, there's a lot of people that, you know, make this team go around, and uh, I appreciate every single one of them. Well, cool, man. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on. Um, and we really appreciate you coming on, man. We really uh, good luck this weekend at the Rumble. Hopefully, the rain stays away, and uh, we'll holler at you, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thank y'all, guys. Appreciate yes, sir. It, man. See you later, man. Take care.
So we hope you guys really enjoyed that. Um, we I sure know, did. Yeah, we. I know we did. Uh, it was great really guess. fun. We had a great time. Um, it, you know, Carson kind of made it easy on us. He talked a bunch, <laughs> and, and we were really happy that you know happy that he he wanted to talk, and uh, it was uh, it was fun. And I'm looking forward to doing this uh, in the off season. Yeah, it's kind of our goal trying to get a guest for you guys every week. Um, we um, we have a really good guest lined up next week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. It kind of dives into a little different spectrum of racing. He he was a go kart racer, but he also uh, he also did some crew chiefing for i racing, yes. and so gives a different aspect of racing. So yeah, really looking forward to next week sitting down with our guest. If anybody has any questions for our next guest, once we announce it, please feel free to ask it on our socials um, or drop way. a voice message on yeah. Anchor if anchor fm slash vortex and fuel podcast yeah hit us up there we want to hear you yeah so. we'll definitely have carson on later uh, again he'll oh, 100 percent yeah. guess uh we really enjoyed that a lot like i said um you know i'm gonna obviously talk to you guys about it but uh maybe like a christmas episode bringing everybody bringing maybe everybody people. we've done some of the people we've done um you know just like a montage of oh, people we could even bring in dale and uh Dalton. exactly yeah. Yeah. like bring every like bring like <laughs> Not just one person, but like have like a Christmas episode with like yeah. a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, guys, we hope you enjoyed our first interview, um, and we will catch y'all next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Later, guys. Later. Later.